Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. So grateful that you're here. Happy Thursday. Very happy to dive into the open and defined head and Ajna centers. This is the podcast where I do a little bit of teaching. So if you didn't listen to the previous one, I recommended for you to go to my website if you don't have your body graph or your your human design chart so that you have this in front of you. So you can look at it as I'm explaining things and hopefully be able to learn a little bit about yourself. So human design, as you may or may not know, combines the aspects of astrology, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah, and the Hindu chakra system, as well as quantum mechanics. What it does, it helps you create a unique understanding of your energetic makeup. So we're all here to learn certain things in life. We all have certain things that we see as wrong with us, but in reality, these are just things for us to learn about. So the human design graph helps us learn about ourselves in a way that is compassionate and loving, and we're able to see the gift in all things. One of the most significant aspects of human design I have found is the concept of the centers. And this may be because I have a lot of training in the energetics with yoga and the chakra system, but this is the thing that actually first drew me to human design was the the combination of the chakras or the chakras, depending if you're a yoga teacher. There's actually different ways to pronounce that. And the correct way from Sanskrit is chakras, not chakras. Little side note. So these energy systems in the body correspond to different aspects in our life. And when you are able to go into knowing what that means for you, it gives you a better understanding, especially about ideas and insights and open-mindedness and all of that with the, the head and Ajna Center, which is what I am focusing on today. And I will be going in the future weeks on the teaching aspects. I will be going into the other centers as well. So if you don't have your body graph, you don't have your chart, they're one and the same, People call them different things. You can go to my website, miranda-mitchell.com. You can get it free. I will send you a short video on what the type means, plus a little note for me. There's other areas that you can get it free as well, so you don't have to go to my website if you don't want to, and you also can get it yourself on different websites. You can look up 
get your free human design chart. However, you won't get that short video. <laughs> okay, so let's dive into the Ajna and the head. These are two centers out of the nine. There are nine centers. In the chakra system, there are seven. In 1781, the chakras split. This is through the lens of human design. So they split. So the heart chakra split into the G center and the will center, also known as the ego center and heart center. So the heart chakra split into the G center and the will center. The solar plexus split into the spleen and the emotional solar plexus. So that is why there are nine centers in human design and there are only seven chakras in the Hindu chakra system. Some systems actually do have nine centers, but the, what I studied, there, are, there were seven. So first, let's start up at the top, okay? The head center. The head center is all about inspiration and ideas, okay? So if you know a little bit about human design, if you have the areas in your chart that are white, what that means is, you take in energy from people around you and your environment, you take that in. So think of it as you don't have consistent energy here, but you're able to take in that energy and experience from the energies of who you're around. So that means there is not a consistent way of experiencing this energy. You experience it in many, many different ways which is one of the reasons that where there's white in your chart, a lot of the times we have the most conditioning and a lot of the times we have the most um, beliefs created about that experience because it's uncertain, it's different, there isn't consistency, so there may be questioning. Everywhere that there is colored in areas in the chart, whether it be the lines, the channels, or the centers, it means you have consistent energy there and that's actually what you put out into the world. So think of the white areas as you receive in those areas, and then the colored in areas you put out in those areas. So it's a give and receive, which is wonderful when you think of it that way because we all need one another. You know, it's we all have things in our life that we, it comes easy to us, we enjoy. Um, and then there's things that we, we don't, we struggle with and we question ourselves. So it's wonderful to look at it through that lens because you're able to see, you know, you can't be everything for everyone all the time. We really truly are here to learn and evolve and connect and be with one another, love one another for who we are. And human design has given me that opportunity to truly love everyone for who they are. Now, it may not mean, I'll, I'll use an example of one of my sister. I love her dearly. We do not get along at all, but I do love her. I've looked at her chart. I understand her. However, the way that she treats me, I have to create a boundary in the way that she treats me. I cannot just put myself in front of her 
and let her treat me a certain way just because that's the way she is and she's not working on her deconditioning. However, I understand her and I love her. So it gives you the opportunity to understand and love the individual person even if you get along or do not get along because you understand what they're going through and you understand where they're at in their process. And some people in this life will not do the deconditioning work. You may want them to, you may love them so much that you just want to share it with them and you want them to be happy. But if they are not ready, then you can't force it. You cannot want something for someone more than they want it themselves. And you have to trust in right timing. You can't force anything. So if you're listening to this, it means you found human design. It means you're listening, you're tuning in. Maybe you're doing deconditioning work or maybe you're just starting the process and realizing, oh, you know, I actually do have the opportunity to do the conditioning work. So I want to celebrate you in that because you're here. And just know that even though you love people in your life, if they don't want to hear it, you can't force it. It's all in right timing. And I also want to say one other thing before I dive in. It only takes one person to change a relationship. So that means if you're doing your deconditioning work, you're looking at your your expectations or your beliefs, a lot of the times the relationships change automatically because you have changed. That doesn't mean that the relationships will evolve into a beautiful thing. Sometimes that means that relationships end and that's okay. Because you're doing your work. You can't limit your growth to hold on to someone else. So I I just want to put that there. Okay, so let's dive into the head center. Open head, right? It's all about receiving insights and ideas. So it's associated with the inspiration and ideas. And often people with an open head actually experience a wide range of ideas and input. And you may struggle with distinguishing what is your ideas and what is not. Because if you remember, you're taking in ideas from other people. So a lot of times what happens is people with an open head take in all of these ideas. They're constantly bombarded with all of these ideas and they think all of them are theirs and they have to act on it. And it's a pressure center. So what happens then? You put yourself under pressure to figure everything out because you have all of these ideas. But it's truly not all for you. So this is where strategy comes in, knowing your strategy. You receive all of these ideas and then you wait for your strategy. So strategy for generator types, manifesting generator and generators are wait to respond. There's definitely more into that, but I'm just going briefly. The projectors are waiting for the invitation. Manifestors, they're here to initiate. So waiting for that that guidance to initiate. And reflectors are here to be the barometer, to be the mirror, the reflection. Okay, so waiting for your strategy. The reflector has a lunar cycle. It is the only moon strategy. So waiting 28 days. Okay, so following strategy with an open head for your ideas very, very, very important. It's very important for all things, but I'm just tuning into like what I'm talking about now, the open head. People with an open head center may feel overwhelmed because you're constantly getting these ideas and inspiration. And then you may struggle to focus on what to do, where to go. This is where you put your pressure on yourself to figure things out. 
and you actually have a natural curiosity and may enjoy exploring like new ideas and new perspectives. And you may struggle with following through because you have so many ideas. And the trick, the follow through is strategy. If you're not in alignment and you're not following strategy, then the follow through won't be there. Or you may be putting yourself under pressure to figure everything out because it is a pressure center. Like I I mentioned before, it puts mental pressure and stress on you. So if you have an open head, understanding this is very important because you can love and accept yourself and let go of the fact that you have all these ideas and you have to make it happen, okay? Because all of those ideas are not for you. Now, if you have a defined head, remember that's if it's colored in, you put that energy out into the world, okay? So you have consistent energy there. Again, inspiration ideas. You have a clear sense of direction and purpose in life. You just you have this sense of knowing. You have a natural intuition and may receive insights um, and inspiration from the universe. So you receive these insights and you just know. Now, the thing with a defined head, though, is if you think about it, you are actually here to put that energy out into the world. So a lot of these ideas and inspirations, again, are not yours. They're for other people. Because remember, defined head is for external, externally giving out into the world. So again, authority and strategy is so important because you have a lot of ideas and you have the sense of knowing, but it's for other people. So if you end up taking that action for yourself, again, you might be out of alignment and you might waste your energy in certain ways and ideas that are not aligned and best for you. Now with human design, really what it's about is creating a life that is about intuition, grounding, peace, having time, about making the decisions that are most aligned for you that will be easy. It's about getting rid of that struggle, getting rid of those questions and just trusting that you are supported, okay? So you may ha- you may be a visionary and you may have these beautiful ideas, but it's always tuning into right timing, okay? Um, and then even with the defined head, there still is a pressure. So there's a pressure to act on your inspirations. But again, strategy. Key note here, if it's open, you have lots of ideas, right? Swimming all around, you're under pressure to get everything done. Defined head, you have lots of ideas, but it's for other people. So both, you have to tune into strategy. But learning about the open and defined hopefully will give you insight on how how or why. Why does this happen? Why do you put yourself under pressure? And letting it be okay. Nothing's wrong with you. This is the way that you are designed. So once you are aware of that, you can let go of that pressure. You can let go of all of those things with this clear of understanding. And this is what deconditioning does. Deconditioning helps you see that and then actually release it. So a lot of people, human design is a deconditioning aspect, but you have to be able to slow down enough to recognize when it's happening. And that's why I focus on meditation, journaling, pranayama, really having a stillness practice because this is a practice of your inner self, guidance of your inner self. You can listen, you can only listen to your inner self when you slow down enough to listen, 
rather than taking in all the external things from everyone else in what you should do. So slowing down is huge for deconditioning. Now let's go into the Ajna. So the Ajna again is just like the head, open and defined. You receive and you put out, okay? So Ajna, you experience a wide range of thoughts and ideas, just like the head, they kind of go together. And you may have trouble focusing on an idea and again, feeling overwhelmed, okay? When you have an open Ajna, think of it as this. You are the most open-minded. You love to see and feel and connect with different perspectives. And you could get consumed with the amount, like having that shiny object syndrome, right? All of the things. I want to see all of the things. I want to do all of the things. But you can't do all the things. You can learn And then what is right for you is, again, the strategy, tuning into strategy. So you may have a hard time making decisions because there's so much coming in, so many perspectives. And this is why for open-headed Ajna, a lot of the time, alone time is a priority to clear out that space in the mental pressure. When you're alone, you're only in your own energy. You're not taking that in. Now, with an open Ajna, I want to also say that anywhere there's an open area or undefined, I'm using these together, there's a difference. Undefined means it is white, but you do have some gate activations in there. So let's say the head. You have the head center and you have one gate activation. That means it's undefined. Now, let's say you have the head center with no gate activations. That means it's totally open. Okay, that's the difference between the two. I do go back and forth with them. I will try to be better with that. But just so you know, if you have a gate activation, or what that means is if there's a gate or um, one of, maybe it's a hanging gate, which is a half gate, that means it's a gate activation. So if it's colored in red or black, either in the conscious or unconscious, which I talked about last week. So that is a gate activation. That means it's undefined. Now, if you have no gate activations, meaning there's no gates that are red or black in there and it's just totally white, that means it's open, okay? So within open or undefined Ajna, again, it's about pressure. So these two, like I said, go hand in hand. You have pressure from the head, and then if it's undefined as well in the ajna, you have that pressure there as well. So there's pressure to you taking all the inspirations, all of the ideas, all of the perspectives, all of the thoughts, all of the beliefs, and you don't know which is yours, and you don't know what to do because you're consumed by all of these things that are coming in, okay? This is so important as far as strategy, tuning into strategy. And at the end, I will give some insights on some deconditioning aspects that you can go in because deconditioning, if this is a struggle for you, a stillness practice is so important for you. Now, some people struggle with stillness. There are many different ways that you can do a stillness practice. It doesn't have to be that you sit and meditate for 20 minutes. So many people I've worked with feel like, okay, I can't meditate. It's because they're not connecting with a type of stillness practice that resonates with them. There is more than one way 
to meditate. And I just want to say that for clarity for you, if there's people that are struggling struggling out there with meditation, there are different ways to meditate and it's finding the one that you can do consistently and that you enjoy doing, okay? This is something I work with many people about. So if you have questions, please reach out to me about this. There's many different meditations and I've learned this through my yoga and all of my trainings in Eastern philosophy, okay? Now let's go into the defined Ajna. So a defined Ajna means that you have a sense of belief system. Like you you may be closed off to different perspectives. You may have a deep sense in your belief. And sometimes this can be a struggle because you may not open yourself up to new perspectives and new ideas. So it's important for you to ask yourself, are these, am I being open-minded here or am I, am I closing off and not even opening up to the perspective of something else? Again, beliefs you put out into the world, right? So when people come into your presence, I'm going to share a short story. Um, I have a totally open Ajna and I have an undefined head. I, I get many, many ideas, very open-minded in my perspectives. Um, I will say that is because I've done a lot of deconditioning. There are many people that I've worked with that have open head and ajnas that are not open-minded, but that is because of de- that is because of conditioning, because of how they grew up. They were imprinted with these belief, belief systems and they have created their life around what they were imprinted with. It wasn't truly who they are. It was who they were around that they were imprinted with. So then they took these belief systems on and believed that is true for them, which is wonderful. I mean, conditioning is great in some aspects, but also if you're looking at your chart and wanting to decondition and really get to know yourself on an authentic level, Having that awareness of the conditioning aspect is so important for your true self. It doesn't mean you have to change your beliefs, but it's the awareness that, oh, I was imprinted by my parents on this belief, but that is not truly who I am. I have an open Ajna. I'm actually here to take in a lot of perspectives, okay? So that... That short story there is just about the Ajna because I have noticed when I work with people that have defined as heads and Ajnas, I can work about an hour with them wonderfully, but then after that hour, I actually start to get a headache because the beliefs and that pressure from that energy, I'm taking that in and I'm amplifying it. So I'm starting to believe what they believe. And you know, when I do readings, I do grounding practices and stuff, especially if I know they have a defined head nausea, I really ground into my own energy. And this is another great tip, is you're able to recognize I have an open head anajna, they have a defined head anajna, how can I ground into myself so that I don't take in their beliefs and start shifting my beliefs 
into their perspectives, right? So knowing that about the open head and the open ajna as well as the defined head and ajna really helps you ground into who you are authentically. And you may notice that you actually start getting a headache or you start like, I feel very heavy in my ajna actually when that happens and I get, I feel stuck and I'm, I don't like that feeling. I like the feeling of open and expansion, movement and all the things coming in. I don't like that consistent energy. So just notice. And there's no one way that's better, I want to say. We are all here to support one another in the energy that we are. So understanding that and understanding the energy that we bring people is a gift. Accepting and loving every aspect of your open and defined centers, channels, and gates is a gift. And not wishing that you were something else. I've had so many people, um, when I've done readings, they've actually said, oh, I'm only a generator. I'm not a manifesting generator. Or I'm not a, I'm not a manifester projector. I'm only a generator. Mm. This is about loving yourself for who you are. Letting go of the conditioning of what you've taken in from everybody and everything else in your life. Recreating who you truly are through the awareness of your open and defined centers and stepping fully into your gifts while being supported by other people in the things that you need support on. It's about community, connection, love of self, and love of others in a community and collective way. We are not individualized. We are here to support and love one another in our growth. And the only way we can do that is by loving ourselves first and then loving and accepting others for who they are and letting each one of us step into our genius with no comparison, no competition, and just for the collective so that everyone gets seen, heard, valued. That's both valued in being seen and heard and valued financially. We all need to support one another. It's not about us against the world. I used to feel that way. No longer. And that's actually in my chart. Everything in my chart is about support. Everything in my chart is about support. Meaning, I had to learn, first of all, age 14, to support myself. I was not supported by my family. I was not, and it's not their fault. Like, I had my stuff. This is the way it was supposed to be. I felt like I wasn't supported. I felt like I wasn't loved. I felt like I wasn't valued. I didn't love myself. I was in this chaotic mess of toxic relationships, treating myself like crap, um, feeling like the world and the universe uh, didn't love me, that it was me against the world. I had to do everything myself and everything had to be hard. And I treated people like crap because... I didn't trust them. I thought they were just out for whatever they they could get from me. And now I'm to the place that I love every single one of you. I love myself. I love the collective. I love humanity. I love working with people. I trust people. If I get screwed over by people, I know it's not me. It's them. It's about love and surrender and support for me. And each one of you has your own personal theme in your chart. 
And when you dive into it, you just know it's true. And then you're able to see it in a sense of inspiration, insight, and empowerment rather than poor me or why does my life have to look like this? Because believe me, I've had aspects in my life when I reflect on it, I should not be alive today. There are many things that I did I definitely should not be alive today. Um, I feel like I was supported, even though I didn't know it, because there was a bigger picture for me. I was here to make impact and to help others, and that is why I'm still here, because I did not want to be here for most of my life, until probably, until I had my son at age 21. So the defined Ajna has a consistent belief system, okay? You are here to put that into the world, and you may get stuck in that. It's it's important to um, distinguish and to recognize when you are not taking in new perspectives and are getting stuck in your perspectives. Okay, so let's go into some action. Always love to give you some action steps to start integrating, implementing to support you in learning about yourself. So if you have an open Ajna, a practice you could do is you could practice observing your thoughts without judgment or attachment and allow them to flow, okay? So not getting caught up in your thoughts. It's a great practice to have a stillness practice for open Ajna, like meditation, being outside, maybe uh, breath work, and definitely experiment with your decision making. So tuning into your strategy, okay? That way you're making the most aligned decisions for you. Now, the defined Ajna, like I mentioned, it's important for you to notice if you're getting stuck in your own beliefs and assumptions. So what you want to do is practice expanding your perspective by new information or even being around people with open ajnas. It's people with defined ajnas really love to be around people with open ajnas because you're able to uh, witness new perspectives. Now let's go into the head center, okay? So the open head center. Again, it's all about ideas and inspirations, right? So notice when you're taking in all of these ideas, it all starts with observing. And I talk about observing a lot with my meditation and pranayama that I teach. It's about slowing down so that you actually observe the things before you before you react. That's what we're really doing with mindfulness and meditation and pranayama and any deconditioning. We're slowing ourselves down so that we actually start to observe the pattern happening and we're able to stop the pattern before we react to it. Now, when you're just starting to work on this, you're going to react. And you know what? If you're triggered, you're going to react. And that's okay too. It's the awareness that you did react and then stepping back with no judgment, compassion for yourself and stopping it right then and there rather than letting it 
fully go on for days or months or whatever it is on the previous. So for open head, allow yourself to receive those ideas, right? But stick with mindfulness, stick with a slow, a slow practice, a slowness practice or a stillness practice so that you can observe and then tune into your strategy. So again, I talked about strategy previously. So notice what your strategy is and follow strategy rather than reacting. Okay. Now with a defined head, you want to really trust your inner knowing. Um, even if it goes against social norms and you all know deconditioning for me is all about social norms. That's just conditioning. It's what we think we should be, how we should be looking, how we should talk. And I know I've said this before, like I remember even like kids, it's, oh, as long as your kids are well behaved when they're at other people's house or you know, it, it's like these beliefs that you have to be certain something to be accepted. You know, uh, that that's a huge one for me. And I've talked about my voice and having so much activation to my throat and me swallowing it down because I didn't want to hurt people's feelings or I didn't want to feel like people retaliate at me or I didn't want to defend myself and how I feel and I didn't want to have to explain myself because I felt something differently so I just kept my mouth shut um, or even social in the way that you look that you put yourself out there so that people want to connect with you there's so much with social norms so trusting your gut and trusting in your intuition and your inner knowing and letting yourself be that way. So even if people don't agree with it, right? And that can be scary. You also want to have a detachment from your ideas and inspirations. And the reason for the defined head is remember that you're here to give other people's ideas. It doesn't mean you don't have any ideas or any action or anything for yourself. But you have to tune into your strategy. And if you guys don't know what that means, schedule a foundational or an introductory call with me because this is the key. Even if you don't want to go into all the gates, all the activations, all the all of the astrological things or the lines, this is the key to making the decisions that are not going to burn you out, making the decisions that are most aligned with you, that are you're going to have fun, making the decisions that are going to help your life and business thrive and be easier, have more time, have more space, have more love for yourself. The strategy is key. So if you don't know what that is, reach out to me, schedule a session with me because it is the most important thing. And it's not a one and done thing. It takes practice because you know what? We get triggered. We get angry. We get tired. We get stressed. We get sick. We, I mean, all of these things put stress on us. And if we were living a hundred percent stress-free, we would make the most aligned decisions. But it is through all of these other stressors that we react. And it's about learning, even when you're stressed, and how to make those aligned decisions and trust your strategy. And most of it is trust. And how many of you truly trust life? I'm going to just put it out there. 
How many of you truly trust that you're supported, that you're loved, that you're valued for exactly who you are? And how many of you are morphing yourself into something else so that you can be loved, valued, but you know that's not the true you, so then you're not truly loved and valued because that's not who you are. So how many of you feel like I can be truly authentic in who I am and still be valued and still have connection and still make impact and still make money? That's, that's the question. And the deconditioning is the answer. So the defined head, you can practice being in the present moment. You can practice being in today rather than getting in the future. The present moment. That's another thing that many of us struggle with. Sometimes I do too. And although I've been on this journey of self-reflection, healing for over 12 years, things still happen where I get out of that present moment. And I don't make a judgment about myself because I know that when things show up, it's about going deeper into my healing. So when things show up, it's an opportunity. It's not that I haven't done the work. It's not that I'm not doing the work. It's not that I'm not good enough and I've messed up and I've gone backwards. It's that I have the opportunity to get even more healing. And in a way that is not hard, that is not heavy, but it's of lightness and acceptance and of love. So I hope that you took away some insight on this. Take notes on if you have an open head, open ajna, defined head, defined ajna. Notice if you have deconditioning practices in those areas. And if you don't, what can you do? As always, I'll always ask, if you have questions, reach out to me. Insights, I love to hear it. If you want to leave a testimonial or a review, I would love and appreciate that. I appreciate you. Until next time. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram. So please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.